Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. I'm Dave Palmer, uh, host of this program. Cecil's running the board, and uh, we've got a really uh, interesting and heartfelt and beautiful story to tell you about. Not just a story, but uh, a story of a life and also a foundation that has been set up, which I think you're going to be interested in learning about. And also just a beautiful love story as well. I want to thank my dear, dear friend, Olivia Franklin, because she contacted me recently and said, hey, I got an interview idea for you. And whenever Olivia has an idea, I I always jump on it because she always uh, knows so many uh, amazing people with great stories. She told me about Tony Mendoza and the story of his late wife, Angela. And as as I mentioned, uh, having to do with a foundation that's been set up, also an upcoming book, and just a really um, bittersweet story, I guess you could say. So Tony's going to tell us all about it. Uh, welcome, Tony. Thanks for being here. It's great to be here. Thank you. So how did you get to know Olivia Franklin? <laughs> <laughs> uh, through my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law hasn't been feeling well. She she fell and, and hurt herself, and I went by to see her, and Olivia was there because I've heard about Olivia for, for, for quite some time. <laughs> she's, she's legendary. A, yeah, so she's been very helpful for my mother-in-law. Uh, and, and so I went by to see her, and Olivia was there. Olivia was there for another 20 minutes or so. She was about to run off to mass or rosary. I can't remember what it was. Uh, and so we talked a little bit about, you know, my wife had recently died. Uh, my mother-in-law's lost her husband in, in July of 20, then her daughter in February of 21. And she had said Olivia had lost her husband about three years ago. Mm-hmm. So we were just kind of three wounded souls just talking a little bit. And, yeah. and so Olivia and I talked a little bit. I told her I'd really like to pick her brain because – I'm about to go through my first anniversary without my wife, which was the next day. Yeah, and so then I she asked a few questions, and I told her a little bit about you know the upcoming book from Angela's Caring Bridge Post, the scholarship fund that we set up, the reason for the scholarship fund, uh, what the intended uses of the funds are for, and she just said, you know, I I know a lot of people in the Catholic community, and I think this is a, a beautiful story, and I think it it should be shared. And she said, do you mind if I introduce you to a few people? And I said, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, not at all. And so off and, she, and, off she went. And right. the next day I was copied on emails where she was, yeah, <laughs> she was yeah. introducing me to people. Well, yeah, she's a connector for sure. Mm. So, And I appreciate it because as I read about your story and about your wife, your late wife, Angela, it's, it's, it's really beautiful. So let, let's get right into it. And by the way, I didn't mention that uh, Tony and um, uh, his wife, Angela, uh, have three children and uh, a boy and two girls, and they're adults, and uh, they, uh, Tony worships at St. Thomas Aquinas Parish in Dallas. And so uh, you were, how, how many years were you married to Angela? We celebrated our 30th anniversary in December of last year. Okay, 30th anniversary. And I know, um, and in September of 2017, mm-hmm. uh, you got the, new, the news that nobody wants to hear about their, their spouse. Well, what was that news? Yeah, September 2017, uh, Angela had not been feeling well for, for quite a while, some stomach pains, and, and we went to a doctor to just get some tests run, and they said, something doesn't look right, let's get a colonoscopy, and so we went in for a colonoscopy, and at that visit, um, they brought us to a room after the colonoscopy and said, I am 99% sure that you have colon cancer, and uh, if you want to have any quality time with your family, I recommend you get into an oncologist quickly. And Angela said, well, I'll, 
I'll do that in in the next couple of days. And she said, no, you need to do that tomorrow. If oh, you really? can't get in, um, I'll make some calls. And I will say that I've been amazed at God's presence and his blessings throughout this entire journey because we got in to see two amazing doctors that we were with through the entire journey the next day. Oh, wow. And by this time, it was already stage four terminal? Yeah, uh, yeah stage, so pretty, stage pretty four terminal. We didn't, we didn't know it at the time. When we, when yeah. we did, got the results of the colonoscopy, they said, uh, you know, let's, let's get you in and, and get you a CT scan and let's, let's, let's get into the doctors. And the, the CT scan uh, actually showed that it was, it was stage four. Um, we knew it was cancer. Uh, the scan actually showed how how far it had progressed, and by the time they that we caught it, uh, it had metastasized into her liver and into her lungs, and pretty much said the the you know best we can do is prolong your life uh, if the early treatments work. Otherwise, you may have as little as six months to live. But she lived for three and a half years. I doubt. Was that a bit miraculous? Uh, it seems as dire as they sounded at that first appointment where she couldn't even wait a couple of days to go see an oncologist. Yeah. And she ends up living for three and a half years. Yeah, it was, it was, it was an incredible miracle that she lived that long. Uh, and, and the way she lived and the way she lived her life and shared her faith uh, through posts on CaringBridge um, – was amazing, and I, I saw the behind the scenes of all that she went through, and she went from early on accepting that this is this is this is God's plan for my life. I believe in God. I believe that there is a possibility of a miracle, and I will have faith that there's going to be a miracle. Uh, but if it doesn't happen, then we're going to live, and we're not going to be sad, and we're going to enjoy our life. And we. Uh, yeah, was, and was, we did. Yeah, was uh, was she always a woman of great faith? Was this something that she had already cultivated? And when the moment hit of this diagnosis, she got to exercise her faith, or did was this a wake up call? And 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 she she progressed in her faith during it. Was was this kind of who she already was throughout your marriage? Yeah, we we had again the kids. Kids all went through. We were at St. Thomas. Yeah. The kids went through St. Thomas Parochial School. They all ended up going through Bishop Lynch High School. So we were always uh, in the church, active in the church, uh, and and so this just became an opportunity for God to use a des- a dire situation uh, to shine His light in the world. And she she just you know I would say this: she was never evangelical, never really talking God and, and, and converting you, mm-hmm. uh, she just lived an incredible faith. And this, this cancer really revealed the incredible faith that she had. Yeah. You, you mentioned uh, in an email that you sent to me that, that you described your relationship with her as a once-in-a-lifetime love. I think any couple would love to say that about you know, their, you know, their marriage. So this was a yeah, this was a deep relationship, and I know that the children love to see their parents in love. So th- this was uh, a beautiful relationship, and I and I should mention I, I kind of gave the timeline. She passed away um, February of this year, so this is still quite fresh. I mean, this this you're, you're not even a, a year no. uh, into it, yeah. So th- this is uh, this is very fresh. So tell me about uh, did she right away start 
um, posting on the Caring Bridge? Was it kind of an immediate decision that she wanted to kind of document this, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the, her story? Or how quickly did she decide that she wanted to share it publicly? It, it really, it wasn't intentional. We, we were kind of spinning from this news that, you know, here you have your life that you have planned, and then you find out, oh, my goodness, this, there's this, this tragic news that we have, and how do we deal with that? And immediately people wanted to know, you know, what can we do and, and, and knew that there would be updates. And, and our friend, a dear friend of hers, uh, Tracy Fletcher, uh, just set up a Caring Bridge site for us. Mm-hmm. And Angela had made the decision. We'd gone through, you know, a lot of ups and downs throughout life. And uh, I, I think this is God intervening. And, and she just made the decision early on that she said, I'm sharing this journey. I'm not, I'm not going to go through this alone. We need, we need prayers and we need love and support. And we didn't, she didn't know at the time really even about Caring Bridge, but Tracy had set this up. It's a way that people update because you subscribe to follow a person. And so, once Tracy set that up and she decided she would share, initially it was a couple of medical updates, and then it became her outlet to share mm-hmm. her her wit, her humor, her faith, her perspective on life and what she was going through. Yeah, and it was it was an amazing. She would write them in you know three to five minutes, and she would give them to me. And my only my only role was spell check. <laughs> <laughs> Not allowed to edit, and uh, and so, but then I would post yeah. them onto the onto the site, and we did it for for she did it for several years, every other week, once a month at times, but just shared and shared and shared, and so many people that read the post talked about how inspiring she was with her faith, yeah, and her wit and her just funny perspective on life. And and just constantly said, you really need to turn this into a book. And she was like, um, that, we don't need to turn this into a book. But then after she passed away, um, it it really it, it kind of just one of those things is she made a difference. She made an mm-hmm. impact. And I'll tell you why 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 I say that. So about probably in the December time frame, I'm going to think of of last year. She was starting to to lose steam. We were about out of treatment options. She had gone through you know three years of treatment, and you know just kind of losing steam. And so I sent a, an, an email to all of the people who had ever signed up on her caring bridge, and I said, you know, if my wife has ever said anything or anything in her post that 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 helped you or inspired you, would you please? Not not post on on Caring Bridge, but would you just send us a card or send her mm-hmm. a card or a letter or something? And we received over the next couple of weeks about 125 cards oh, and really? letters. Oh, wow. and she got to read those. Well, by the time they came in, she was getting bed bound, so she read some, and then most of them I would read to her uh, in bed because they came in kind of kind of late. Yeah, and, and when she was already bed bounded on hospice, but yeah, I would I would read them to her and and some of the stories and and some of the things of how she touched people's lives were just just amazing. Yeah, and I think when she passed away, that was the there's there's so much wisdom uh, in what she wrote that 
Yeah, I just don't want that to to go away. Right, right. It seems like uh, sometimes because uh, I've known people that, that you can go one of two directions. Some people get very upset with God, very angry with God. They can't make sense of what's going on in their life. And then there's people like like Angela who really seem to have uh, the gift of wisdom and kind of understand the big the big picture and the perspective and able to kind of see beyond you know just what's happening to her and uh, the, the bigger picture. That's actually beautiful. And I think also people. Uh, can see that their little problems in life are pale in comparison to what something like, you know, you know they didn't get a good parking space at Walmart mm. or <laughs> I got a yeah. little, you know, ache in my back or, you know, something like that. It puts everything into perspective. The the thing, one of the things that there's so much about her that amazes me. Um, but, but one of the things, because so many people that, that, that met her during this time frame, there were, there was a, a, a time, there were a couple of different times where she lost her hair. Uh, she had me shave her head one time and she'd have like chemical burns on her face as side effects. So you could see that there was something going on, which she hated because she didn't want anybody to be able to look at her and think, Oh, this is, she's sick or she has mm-hmm. cancer. She just, she just wanted to be herself for this, for this three years. Um, but she, she just, she just powered on and, I, I, I talked to a priest after she had passed away. He had given her anointing of the sick in December. And uh, this was shortly after she died. And my mother-in-law, who I think, my mother-in-law is Darlene Wheatley. I think she knows every priest in the DFW area and many across the country. Mm-hmm. She's just incredibly devout. She had priests all over the country praying for her, uh, for Angela. Um, but so I talked to him and he said, you know, when I talked to your wife in December, it was clear that it was late. She didn't have much time left. And she was okay with God's plan. Yeah. She she knew where she was going. And she was okay with it. And he said, unfortunately, I have to do this for a lot of people. And to your point, not everybody is okay with God's plan for their life. Yeah. And she was. The behind the scenes wasn't like she posted this this brave face she posted what she lived and she lived what she posted yeah and it was amazing to watch and after she really couldn't move and she was on hospice and i would lay there and we would talk and then eventually she couldn't speak anymore i don't ever recall a time where she said why me i don't ever remember a time where she would sit and cry about herself and 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 poor me. I just, yeah. it never happened. And so as I looked from the day she got her diagnosis until the day she passed away, her perspective was, I'm going to make the most of our life mm-hmm. while I'm alive. Yeah. And we lived and she drug us through so many adventures and so many things with the kids to make special memories mm-hmm. that once she was gone it could have been sad and 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 heartbreaking and she just didn't allow it she, yeah she when we were cel- we were about to go celebrate our 30th wedding anniversary last december she said and we knew at that point she was off the last uh, clinical trial she said she saw me and i was crushed i'm like yeah. there's we're running out of options and uh she said, "We're gonna we're gonna celebrate our anniversary. We did a staycation. We did it every year. That's just a special thing we did. It was a very special time." 
And she said, we're not going to be sad. We're going we're gonna to enjoy our 30th anniversary. And we knew it was our last anniversary. Yeah. And I look back on it, and we weren't sad, and we enjoyed the night, and we enjoyed mm-hmm. the dinner, and we it just. But that's who she was. She yeah. just was not going to let cancer beat her. Yeah. And in, in the end, it beat her physically, but it never beat her down. Yeah. Amen. That's beautiful. Let's talk about the uh, scholarship foundation that you have. Um, uh, the. Uh, Angela Wheely Mendoza Memorial Scholarship Fund at Bishop Lynch. Mm-hmm. Uh, all three of your kids went through Bishop Lynch, correct? And so you obviously have a a, a, a big tie to that. Mm-hmm. What what inspired you to to start this foundation up and uh, a scholarship fund, I should say? And um, tell us more about it. A, a couple of years ago, Angela and I have been involved at, at Bishop Lynch just as parents and as you know volunteers and and various things with the school. And a, a, a couple of years ago. Uh, somebody from the diocese made the comment that, you know, of all the parochial schools in the Dallas area, about half of the students don't even apply to Catholic high schools. Yeah. And presumably because it's just, it's so far out of reach financially that they just, they can't do it. And having served on the board and knowing kind of like the scholarship monies and things that were available, I realized that was really for people that that applied and 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 wanted scholarship money. But then, you know, we kind of heard, well, there's fifty percent of these these families don't even apply, and thought there's got to be a way to put some money aside to try to get kids that aren't even that's just not even an option. Mm-hmm. Um, so that had happened a, a couple of years before. So after she died, and was thinking about, well, how do we how do we you know, build something that's a legacy and actually makes a difference in in somebody's life. And so we set up the scholarship fund and the use of the funds is for that, is for the school to work with the priests and the principals of, of the parochial schools and try to find who are these families that, that, that Father, you know. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a great family. They've got a bright student. Um, and but they're going to go a different path and say let's let's try to get let's try to find some of those families and just say you know what we'd like you to come to Bishop Lynch and there there are monies available for you to do that yeah uh, just a different way and try to get a different a different demographic if you will of, of student to have an opportunity. Uh, to get a, a, a Catholic high school education yeah and. Has this? Uh, I know the the fund is up and running, and people can uh, pr- provide money for it. Are you planning on offering some scholarships for next year, or w- when is this going to become uh, you know uh, going to open up for scholarships? Actually, working through the school, they're looking. The administration really uh, is looking at trying to find a student. This upcoming year, for this next year, spring or fall, uh, for uh, the fall, the fall of twenty twenty two. Okay, and right now, you think it'll be one student? Is it? Does it pay their entire tuition portion, or or a year, or, or what? it's really not defined. It it'll okay. happen. Uh, the beauty of what we're trying to accomplish is doing yeah. something a little bit different. So it's yeah. not defined, other than let's go find that family, that yeah, student, right. and then figure out what would it take? What would what would that 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 be? Yeah. And it'll be 
it'll be based on kind of that need. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so the, the the type of family you're looking for is obviously one that wouldn't otherwise be able to afford Catholic school education, have a unique situation, they desire it, they're not able to maybe, like you say, maybe not even be able to consider yeah. it because they just can't, they just can't afford it. But you want to step in and say, this is the kind of family that, that, that we want to, to give funds to in honor of Angela, right? Abs- absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And okay. there's, a, there's a board scholarship fund that was set up for this unique purpose, and then, and we set up Angela's scholarship fund, and the use of that fund is is for that exact same purpose. It's to identify that family and then go help that student get to Bishop Lynch. And it's just one of those. It it wasn't even something that was probably even being considered. Mm-hmm. If somebody, well, two two types of people. If somebody is uh, a family saying, "I think we're the kind of family you know, we want it. We want it. We'd like to know about this." Can they apply? Can they call you? Contact you? Is it too early, or what should uh, they do? Actually, it'll it'll go through uh, through Bishop Lynch. Okay, so contact yeah. Lynch and contact contact Bishop Lynch. And this would have to do with the Angela Wheatley Mendoza Memorial Scholarship Fund. Uh, when you call and uh, talk to them, and what about people who say, "I'd like to to give to the fund, or I'd like to be more involved." Yeah, that the through the Bishop Lynch website. Okay. Uh, she has a a, a, a web page that's set up and and it's again you just go onto the onto their website. I've got a email a address. I don't know if we can post this somewhere on the on the yeah, we can put website. it on our, our social media yeah. sites. Yeah, um, yeah. But the scholarship uh, we just set it up last year, and within the first few months, we raised about fifty thousand dollars. Okay. And her birthday is on December the 20th. Okay. And the anniversary of her death is February the 7th. And this is just kind of my own personal personal goal. And I'm going to give generously to the scholarship fund <laughs> every year, but I, I absolutely will do yeah, so this year. Yeah. But really in, in between, in that time frame, I would – my hope is and my goal is to double that to to get raise another fifty thousand dollars so there's a hundred thousand dollars in that fund okay, okay. Um, and and that's a goal and i have uh, a lot of friends who i've start started to to meet with and talk to make, and make phone say, calls and, yeah. and say you know uh, this is really what i'd like to see happen uh i'm, I'm going to be hitting you up for some funds but you know through through thanks to olivia through avenues like this yeah. uh get, you know spread the word yeah and yeah. and try to get donations to the fund and then um there's like a, a magazine article that that's going to be written i'm um, going to be interviewed that again just to kind of spread that word and try yeah. to get some some just you know get a, get get some get some families into into bishop lynch just because that's where that's where our kids went yeah yeah uh, that wouldn't otherwise be able to go I'm sure you've had many, many conversations with your kids, uh, both before Angela passed away and afterwards. How, how are they doing? How did all this impact them? Oh, wow. We lost, uh, we lost the, the spark in the family. Yeah. Um, she was, Angela was amazing, but she also <laughs> she demonstrated strength and grace through this entire thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and they saw that. Yeah. They saw in a, in a terrible circumstance, as you said, you can go one way or another. You can get mad at God or you can just embrace God and embrace the life and the time that he's given you. And instead of six months, she got three years. Yeah. And in those three years, she, she, she lived and, they, and, and had adventures and trips and traveled and did all kinds of things with our family. Yeah, Just such a tight-knit family. So they saw their mother's strength through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And while we all suffer and hurt and cry, uh, they've done really well. 
yeah, uh, yeah. really well. We've had such a such an amazing support system that that through the life that Angela helped us build uh, that that helped us all. But they're they're doing they're doing really well. Mm-hmm. And I imagine, you know, since she was such an incredible woman and you all had such amazing marriage and love for each other, just talking about her is probably therapeutic for you. I mean, you got to look out for yourself. <laughs> I mean, you're a widower. And uh, that I mean, I can't relate. I, I'm still married. My wife is alive. and But that's uh, it's, it's not easy, is it? No. Uh, you know, in the Bible, it talks about, you know, there's, there's a thorn in my side. And I've prayed several times to please take the thorn out of my side and, yeah. and you know god said i'm not going to do that because my my strength becomes perfect in your weakness yeah and what i've learned over the since she died is god has humbled me mm-hmm. um <laughs> the kids are doing much better than i am oh but, yeah but god yeah. has humbled me in a way that i never could have imagined and in in my weakness i pray that her story will come out that people will give to her scholarship fund that will be able to impact different families in different ways, not only through through the scholarship, but through through the book, through the journal. Uh, the the, um, the 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 woman who did the ghostwriting that actually kind of converted the Caring Bridge into the book. Uh, she had a, a family member die during the time frame, and I said, "Well, if we need to postpone this, let's let's postpone it." Um, and she said, "No, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to get back on it. I think I'd like to 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 get back to work on this." And she said, "I asked her, as as it's kind of come to towards the end of the project, was it helpful for you going through the grief that you're going through?" And she said, "Absolutely." Mm-hmm. Angela's perspective and her looking at the beauty of the world and the beauty of life has really been helpful. And I realized as I as as she often said. I'm glad I get to go through life with you and you're going to be by my side every day that I'm on the earth. And the struggle for me is I have to figure out how to do that Yeah. without her. Right. And then what I realize is, but she did leave me that insight. She did leave me that word. She did leave me a reminder of, of what it takes and what she went through because yeah. she, essentially she wrote a book. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> And you always have that, and, and uh, that's that's I'll what's being put it. together uh, again. You got to come back when the uh, the book comes out, and then some people can be inspired by it because I, I know it's still in the the formative stages. I, and I will tell you this because this just something about that book. Um, it will it will I will me or my family will never take a dime for the book. It is it is her story, and I believe it's God inspired. So when that book is printed and available, it will be available through donations to her scholarship fund. Yeah, Never yeah. going to sell it, but yeah. absolutely will let it, let it carry on her legacy. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. We're out of time. Uh, just want to remind everybody, I've been speaking to Tony Mendoza about his late wife, Angela, passed away in February of this year. May God rest her soul. And if you're interested in contributing or more information about the Angela Wheatley Mendoza Memorial Scholarship Fund at Bishop Lynch High School. Sounds like they just contact the school, go on the the Bishop Lynch website. I'm not sure what the website is, but uh, it's probably easy to find. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, um, yeah, just uh, our prayers go with you for her and the repose of her soul and also for you and your kids in in this time of mourning, especially as the the holidays and uh, the anniversary of her her death uh, approaches. 
And uh, Job thirty six fifteen, he delivers the afflicted by their affliction. So <laughs> that's a that's a powerful uh, um, quote from from scripture. Mm-hmm. So Tony, thank you for being here, and uh, I hope many people respond and uh, contribute, and 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 also just pray for for your family and also for Angela as well. So th- thank you for uh, for for sitting down for this. I know it's 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 difficult, but uh, bittersweet <laughs> as well. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks again to Angela, I mean for Olivia, for uh, recommending this. And uh, for you, if you have any suggestions for future interviews, please contact me directly, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. This has been the KTH 910 AM Interview of the Week. Thank you for listening, and uh, may God bless you. KTH 910 AM welcomes Dr. Wynn, a member of St. Vincent de Paul Parish and owner of Pantigo Dental and Orthodontic Center as a new sponsor. They offer general and cosmetic dental services including implants, braces, Invisalign, and laser pain relief for TMJ, TMD, and jaw pain. With the calendar year coming to an end, some dental benefits may expire on December 31st. Pantigo Dental and Orthodontic Center can be reached by calling 817-274-1825. 817-274-1825. Catholic Charities Dallas is hosting its 2022 Bishop's Gala, Love in America, with Grammy Award-winning band America. The event takes place on Saturday, February 5th at the Hilton Anatole Dallas Hotel. The night includes a cocktail hour, dinner, a silent auction, and a dance. You don't want to miss this fun and memorable night. To purchase tickets and for more information, visit ccdallas.org. That's ccdallas.org. Good afternoon and welcome to this edition of the KTH 910 AM Interview of the Week here on uh, the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Glad you're with us. Uh, Diane Xavier is running our board. My name is Dave Palmer. And uh, we are going to talk today about a topic that I have spoken about before, but uh, we have a, a new gentleman who is in charge of transportation program services with Catholic Charities in Fort Worth. And this is a really vital service that helps and assists many people who are not a- otherwise able to get around. And I think it's uh, a valuable topic to let people know about. And uh, that's the topic for today. So Matt Jacobs... Uh, is the Transportation Program Director for Catholic Charities of Fort Worth. The general website for Catholic Charities Fort Worth is just catholiccharitiesfortworth.org. And so we welcome Matt Jacobs uh, to the program. Matt, good to talk with you. Good to talk with you today also. Thank you. How long have you been in your position? I've been with Catholic Charities for four years now. Okay. And did you previously work in a, a similar uh, type of uh, program? Or what, what is your, your background? My background is in logistics, so um, I've been doing that my whole life, so I was just looking at opportunities to serve the community with that. I worked in warehousing before, and it's a natural transition over. Yeah. Well, the the, the job that you're doing right now takes a lot of logistics, doesn't it, <laughs> uh, to get <laughs> everything sure organized. We'll talk more about that in a second. Uh, Catholic Charities Fort Worth in general, and I know you know, you're not the executive director and you're not, you know, speaking about the whole thing, but there's a lot of different services. It's pretty vast uh, as an organization serving pretty much uh, the uh, what is also a very diverse uh, geographical diocese, isn't it? It sure is. Yeah, we've got a lot of pro- programs going on trying to help people get out of poverty and and uh, and all the support that goes with that. Um, we have um, a stay-of-the-course program that helps uh, students stay in college and help them through that progression and just a lot of other opportunities to help the community. So 
talk to me about the transportation program services. Uh, what what exactly uh, has it been existing for a long time, and and what 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 exactly do you provide for the community? Yeah, originally it was started off with the Red Cross, and then Catholic Charities took it over um, multiple years ago. And since then, we've been working on servicing the whole Tarrant County community um, with multiple different programs in different areas. So um, it's been going on for quite a while, and, and it's the same group from um, drivers from the American Red Cross. So they're just a great group of uh, drivers, very compassionate and empathetic in helping out the community uh, to get people where they need to go. I know people have likely seen the Catholic Charities you know, buses and vehicles around town. How big is your, you know, fleet, I guess, for lack of a better word? Uh, how, how many vehicles do you have? And are they all marked? Yeah, all the vehicles are marked. And, and the pro, when I first started out before the COVID, before COVID, we we're at about 40 vehicles. We're running 25 to 30 now, um, to service the, the volume that we have. And tell me about eligibility of who, who can receive rides under what circumstances and uh, and where how you know, where can they go yeah the the biggest qualifier for most of our programs are that you have to be sixty five or older or have a disability and that and that's still within Tarrant county and um, and goes to multiple cities and we would just have people call in to see if they qualify for any of the programs since um, we do get more in and we uh, do things like that. And that number is 817-336-8714. And um, that's the way to, to find out if we have something we have that you can qualify for. But um, the group's uh, more than happy to help you figure out what you need and, and find different resources if we're not the one that is able to provide the service. Yeah. And what, tip, do you have any kind, I'm sure you have these numbers. I don't know if they're they're on the you know, tip of your tongue, but as far as how many... Uh, people you serve on a monthly or weekly basis and actually take advantage of these services? Yeah, so far this year, we've already serviced uh, 37,000 clients. Um, and, and within the year, we've been doing some other things to help out the community um, with the COVID vaccinations. Um, we've been able to provide over 1,000 trips for that for that to get people around the county to the to the sites to get their vaccinations. And we're also um, partnering with the Tarrant Area Food Bank currently and helping people who can't get uh, any food, uh, can't get out of their homes. And we've done over a 1,000 of those deliveries already this year also. Yeah, 37,000 unique people, not not just rides, right? That's uh, 37,000 people that have been serviced uh, through this year alone? It would be specific rides, so about okay. half of that in terms of people. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. And um, how... Um, is it, is it, you, you may talked about some of the medical needs that some people may have, uh, to do, if somebody just needs to get to the grocery store or wants to, you know, go to their friend's house for a visit, I mean, how, well, what qualifies as a, uh, a ride that you guys would offer or do they need to even explain what they're doing? Yeah, actually there are some restrictions, but the majority of the services we have do do allow clients to go anywhere in the county for anything, for social visiting, shopping, um, the senior center. Um, we do take a lot of people to di- their dialysis appointments and to their doctor's appointments. And so we have uh, almost any reason you have, we should have a program that can get you there. And is there a cost to the individual or how is this funded? Yes, it, it is. There is a small cost to the, to, to the clients. Um, the, the 
the government does supplement a large majority of it, so the costs range from $2.50 to $3.25 per trip. Okay. Regardless of distance? Or is... Regardless of distance. Oh, wow. Uh, there's got to be some limitations. I can't like I, I want to go. I want to go to Canada or, uh, some, yeah. or somewhere in, within the, uh, the 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 county or the diocese, or the diocese, I guess. But I'm sure most people don't take advantage of that. How, how about uh, and by the way, Matt Jacobs is my guest, transportation program director for Catholic Charities of Fort Worth. Uh, their website is CatholicCharitiesFortWorth.org, and I wrote down the phone number. I hope confirm if I got this right, uh, Matt. Eight one seven three three six. Is it eighty seven fourteen? Did I did I get that right? Yes, that is the number, okay. exactly. And that's where people can call if you uh, want to inquire about a ride. And as Matt said, uh, typically it's 65 years and older, or if you have a dis- disability of some sort, uh, you'd qualify for these uh, rides. And boy, that, that price is a whole lot cheaper than Uber, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely a good good service for the community. We do have clients that are up in Azel that every once in a while have to go down to Mansfield. So we do do some long trips on some, on certain days. Yeah. Do you have, uh, are these um, paid staff people that uh, do the, the driving or, or how do you, how do you uh, fill the, those positions? Yeah, well, we have a, we have a quite a, a range of groups. Um, the, we have full-time and part-time drivers. There's about 35 of them. And then we also have a, a, a large pool of volunteers that drive each week. And so we, we rely on those volunteers to help out and, and to help people get around the community in a timely fashion. Okay. And are you hiring or are you in need of any volunteers at this time? Yeah, we could always use volunteers, and we do currently have a posting for a full-time position and a part-time position out of our Colleyville facility. Okay, and are most of the, uh, I talked about the, the little minivans and the, the, the vehicles that you see, uh, you mentioned 25 to 30 are in operation right now. You had 40 uh, pre-COVID. Um, do, you, do you do multiple people at the same time, or is it typically if somebody gets a ride, it's just them by themselves, and then they do one at a time, or is it a group together, or what? Yeah, the, the, the transportation is a ride share, so there is the, there's the possibility that you'll be on the vehicle with another person. Um, so so there is some there is some time in where you might be on the vehicle as you're sharing with someone else. Up to an hour, you could be on the vehicle before you're dropped to get your appointment, but we do, do set the schedules to make sure you're at your appointment on time. And are, are people able to schedule these online, or is it through that phone number that's, that you recommend? Yeah, we would recommend calling through the main line. We do have a mobile app that people can use to see what trips they do have scheduled and and look at their fares and funds they have in the, in their account. But we do have everyone calling through the main phone line there at 817-336-8714 to schedule the ride. And how, how far in advance uh, do they need to, to schedule it? Or if they need to get their doctor appointment is, you know, Thursday at 10, when would they, you would recommend they call? Yeah, we would recommend they would call by Tuesday to, to make sure that they could get the appointment um, scheduled in. Um, we do prefer 48 hours in advance. Um, if things happen, so we know. So if somebody calls the day before, we do try to get them into the schedule. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned uh, your background is logistics. So really your job, and I don't know how big your staff is, is trying to coordinate, okay, this person needs a ride, I need to get a driver. That 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 certainly takes a lot of logistics. Uh, talk about the, you know, the behind the scenes uh, logistics trying to get all this coordinated. Yeah, well, we have a team of two intake specialists and two dispatchers and 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 then their supervisors and support staff. And so when someone calls in, they'll they'll get the location of where they're going. They'll need the address 
and the address they're going to, and we'll, they'll tell us a time. And then we use a system called Ecolane, and that helps us schedule the trips into the system and, and to create the most efficient routes for the drivers for the following days. And so the, the dispatchers do a lot of good work on getting things shuffled to make sure it, it's as clean as possible. And the intake team makes sure that um, we're letting you know where we are uh, with availability to make sure you can make it to your appointments uh, on time. You mentioned the, the qualifications, generally speaking, is 65 years and older or disabilities. What if somebody is just dirt poor? You know, they, they may be you know, able-bodied and they, they just, they, they, they don't have a car and they, they can't afford Uber it, and they're, you know, 35 years old. Uh, do, would you make exceptions for something like that? Currently, the, the main program we have for that right now is called HEB and it's for clients living in Hearst, Euless, and Bedford. And they can travel within that com- those three communities um, for $3 each way to work a work-related uh, trip. If they're going to school for training, could um, go to job interviews or or to work. So those are the three things that we would support for that. Okay, so that's in that. Uh, uh, actually, that's where I live. I live in Bedford, so uh, that's that's nice to know that that's offered there. Do you do you see that expanding to other parts of of the Fort Worth diocese, or is that unique to that particular area? It's very unique to that area. We are working with some other communities to see if we can add them into that mix, um, but we currently don't, we don't have any uh, anyone set to do that. All right. Uh, Matt Jacobs, Transportation Program Director with Catholic Charities of Fort Worth, and the website is catholiccharitiesfortworth.org. If you qualify and you'd like to take advantage of uh, this uh, ride program, you can simply call 817-336-8714. And Matt said he prefers uh, 48 hours uh, notice, uh, if if possible, and they can get you a, a ride to where you're going uh, for at a very, very low low cost. And uh, Matt, is, a lot of people listening now would perhaps be in the Dallas Diocese or, or some other place. Is this a, a program that is pretty common within Catholic charities of different dioceses? Or it's, I'm, I'm guessing it's not unique to the Fort Worth Diocese. Yeah, in terms of other transportation services out of uh, Catholic, uh, other um, Catholic charities, um, we are very unique, actually, um, for the only one in the area. So it, it is it is unique to the Tarrant County and, and the diocese. Yeah, I'm guessing if you got a call from Frisco or Garland, you'd have to say, "Sorry, you're out of range." Or <laughs> do you do you go yeah. outside of the of the the, the diocese? We we generally do, we would not go out of the diocese unless we uh, someone asked it, if we needed a private trip for it. But in terms of individual trips, that would be something we would individually quote. Um, but generally, we we stay within Tarrant County and the surrounding counties. All right. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize it was so unique. It's 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 quite quite a service, and I'm I'm sure you get a lot of uh, appreciation and people that uh, saving money and uh, taking advantage of this. Uh, uh, Thirty seven thousand rides. Do do you find uh, how you said you've been in this for four years? So you started pre COVID. Uh, how has that changed uh, your job and also just the program itself uh, for the last uh, eighteen you know twenty months? Yeah, it's really changed things quite a bit, especially, you know, when it first started off, we, the trips dropped right off. And so at that point, we were pivoting to help the community wherever we could. We ended up helping out um, 
the the um, Meals on Wheels for over three months. We delivered meals for them, and and so we did about eight thousand meal deliveries during that time frame. And so we just pivoted to what what we you know wherever we could support the community. And so um, you know the, the trips did drop off substantially, um, about thirty five percent fewer than the previous year. And so luckily this year things have started to pick up. And we're 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 starting to hit our stride. So it's been uh, quite a roller coaster um, with all the things going on, especially with with the snowstorm that threw a, a wrench in things too. So we had a lot of uh, different things to to battle with during this time frame. Yeah, and you know, I'm curious. Uh, did, did, is it common to drive people to mass or uh, confession or something directly related to to the faith? Do you get a lot of those kind of requests? We do, we do not um, we we do not run on the weekends. It's a Monday through Friday, oh, okay. six a.m. to six p.m. service. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Okay, I guess maybe daily mass. <laughs> yeah, we uh, could definitely take, yeah, take people to daily mass for sure. Oh, okay, great. Well, Matt, uh, appreciate uh, you taking time with us. Matt Jacobs, Transportation Program Director, Catholic Charities of Fort Worth. And again, uh, Matt, if there's anything else, I'll just give you another last chance. If there's anything else you'd like to communicate to our listeners, uh, feel free to do so. The the website, catholiccharitiesfortworth.org, and most importantly, the phone number that you can call to schedule is 817-336-8714, 817-336-8714. And uh, Matt also mentioned about a mobile app as well that I believe you you can use. So uh, anything else, Matt, you'd like to mention before we uh, close out here? I would just like to say thanks to everyone who does use our service and let everyone know that we're, we're very open and ready to help anyone in the community that that needs a ride around the county. Amen. Thanks so much. And also want to thank Angie Vo, Marketing Coordinator uh, for Social Enterprises, uh, I believe uh, affiliated with uh, Catholic Charities of Fort Worth. She had reached out and suggested this interview, and I always appreciate uh, people like Angie who give me good uh, good leads for interviews. And so thanks to her, thanks to Diane Xavier, and also thank you for listening. If you have any suggestions for future interviews, you can email me directly, Dave Palmer at GRN online.com. Matt Jacobs, thanks so much. Uh, Great talking with you. I appreciate you taking time today. Yeah, thank you for your time too. Thanks for joining us for this week's KATH 910 AM interview of the week. We hope you've enjoyed this presentation of Catholic news and information pertinent to North Texas Catholics. Please join us again next week at the same time for another KATH 910 AM interview of the week. Hi, I'm Dr. Kyle Eberline of Mid-Cities Dental and a parishioner of Good Shepherd Catholic Community in Colleyville. Dentistry can be expensive, especially if you know you need a lot of work. That's why you need to know all of your treatment options. And you need a dentist whom is on your insurance plan. This could potentially save you lots of money. Our office will offer you a no-obligation consultation with necessary x-rays. We can be reached at 817-282-9321 or midcitiesdental.com. Again, that number is 817-282-9321. Join Claritas Catholic Men's Fellowship for its next gathering on Thursday, February 24th as they host former state senator and local Catholic businessman Don Huffines who will share his testimony living his faith in public office. Attire is suit and tie and guests are treated to cured meats and a whiskey tasting. If you are or know a man age 18 and over that is interested in attending, visit claritas.page for details. That's claritas.page. The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks John Morrison with Morrison Heating and Air for his support of the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. 
Morrison Heating and Air specializes in heating and air conditioning service for the counties of Denton, Collin, Cook, and Grayson. You can contact John with Morrison Heating and Air by calling 940-597-6099. That's 940-597-6099 for Morrison Heating and Air. On December 23rd, just days before we celebrate the arrival of the Christ Child, please join the Catholic Pro-Life Community at 10 a.m. in front of Southwestern Abortion Facility at 8616 Greenville Avenue. We will raise our voices in song. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas-Fort Worth. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 